Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Take two. Okay. Let's try this again. All right. Um, because there was an error before. And hi, Marissa. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> um, before we were rudely interrupted by the Zoom podcaster, whatever this thing is called, pod track. Um, you were telling me about the St. Patrick's Day parade. Yes, <laughs> it was a beautiful day, probably the prettiest day of the year so far. That's good. Which, you know, March in Baton Rouge, Louisiana is, really nice. is always really nice. Um, so that was, that was, it's a beautiful day today as well. Yeah. I spent all of Saturday in um, a hotel <laughs> <laughs> working a conference. Uh-huh. But yeah, it ended at 9.30 last night and I slept until 11 o'clock this morning because I was, I mean, a week of, I like I looked at my... Um, time iq which we like record you know the clients we work for and the number of hours and that kind of stuff um i recorded 84 hours of work last week yikes from sunday to saturday yeah. yikes been there done that i know i know you have yikes. so it's just um it takes everything out it of does. you so anyway um during the week you sent me a, a very exciting article Yes. About permanent daylight saving yes. time. And I'm so excited. Yeah, well, I mean, it hasn't fully passed yet. Right. So the bill, who was it by? Marco Rubio? Senator Rubio, I, I think. Don't, I don't remember. I think so. That sounds right. From that or article. is he a Repu- uh, Republican? I meant representative. <laughs> um, Honestly, don't remember. He is a Republican, though. But, <laughs> but um, anyway, some senator, maybe Marco Rubio, passed a bill out of the United States Senate to um, make daylight savings time permanent. And thanks to a local state legislator, um, Louisiana is already prepped to like immediately put that into effect if it passes the, the U.S. House and gets signed by Joe Biden. We're, yeah. we're already ready. We're already done. Yeah, so I didn't... We had talked about that previously about we knew that that bill had come up and then nothing right. really happened with it in uh, Louisiana. And when you sent that article separately afterwards, right. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So if everything goes, if Joe Biden signs it, it won't go into effect for other U.S. states who haven't... Who haven't done what we've done. Right. Until November of 2023. But that's even still Even still. So but we close. won't have to wait. It'll just be now. And then in the fall, we just won't fall back. We'll just stay. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be so exciting. Yeah. The, I did have one yesterday, one person give me um, an outlook of why she didn't like it. It's the only negative person that I've gotten. Negative. Okay. Sorry. It's the only negative. Um, feedback or feedback, reasoning. Right. Or is whatever. Because she said, once you have children that are in school and your kids, if they have to walk to school or they have to catch a school bus at the end of the street or something and, and they're standing in the dark, yeah. you're not going to want your kids to be in the dark like that. And I get that. I thought about that when I was, because, you know, I had to be at the hotel for 6.30, 6.45 every morning this week and I was driving to work in the dark 
And me personally, I actually weirdly like that because I kind of feel like I'm up before the rest of the world and, you know, whatever. Um, And it's kind of a calming thing to me in a strange way. But I can see how you wouldn't want a young child to be walking to school or waiting for a school bus in the dark. I totally understood that too. Um, And again, I don't know if I'll feel differently at that time, but What if, though, this prompts schools to move their time back a little bit to coincide with, like, parents' work days? Yeah, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be just the craziest thing? The only thing about that is that, um, I guess, with it being earlier, you have time to drop your kid off and then get to work. That's the issue. Marissa, don't bring logic (laughs) into this. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to stay positive here. <laughs> Anyways, I'm still really excited and I hope that it fully goes through and that it's signed off on and then we can just um, progress as. That would be awesome. Can we both use that as our keeping us sane this week? No, yes. I'm just kidding. I do have yes. something else, but um, I have to, I'm not sure what I have. Well, we you better come up. up with something fast. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk books. All right. I think it's your turn to go first this week. All right. So, so hit me. I will. Okay. So I'm going to talk to you about a um, series. It's called, the first book is called Inescapable by Amy A. Bartle. And the series is the Premonition series. It's um, paranormal. Have you done a book by the same author on the podcast before? I don't know why that name sounds familiar. I brought it up when we talked about like books we love. And oh, I think I brought up her name. Got it. I've read her other series as well. Like all the other ones she's done. I think it's only been two two other series. Um, and I've read those as well and really liked all of it. It's not, um, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite of all time. But it's, you know, when you read those types of series and some of it's a little lighter and easy to get through. And I just really like it. This one I feel like is done really well it's not super duper corny cheesy you know sometimes they can be a little (laughs) yeah or too overly romantic so it's paranormal um romance it's it's romance okay um so it's it's angel um paranormal type characters if that makes sense um but basically your main character is genevieve evie Claremont. She goes by Evie. And then um, Reed, Wellington, and Russell. So Evie is starting college. She lives with her uncle who has raised her since her parents passed away. And she's going off to college for the first time. First, like, you know, freedom. Um, When she gets there on orientation day, she meets Russell, who is just this southern guy and he's really nice and she feels a connection with him and um but nothing overly just like oh he's he and I are gonna be really good friends and then she meets Reed and Reed is a sophomore I believe um and right away like without seeing him she feels this intense pull and so she looks over and this guy is giving her this really angry (laughs) like I don't like you look and she's I don't even know this guy. Why is he looking at me like that? And so she ends up talking to him and he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. And he's really rude. And she's really confused because she feels this intensity towards him. And every time she's somewhere, she'll like turn around and she can feel him, you know. And he happens to just be everywhere she is. But he's made it very clear that he is not interested in getting to know her. Is he the angel? Yeah. Oh. 
Um, and so she's human. Yes. Sorry, I'm like jumping the gun. You're trying to explain the book to me. And I'm like, I need these details right now. <laughs> um, no, so it basically progresses to where um, sh- things start happening. She's not safe. And he is not, I don't know if he's her guardian angel, but he's stepping in. He, she is his charge. Gotcha. So he is supposed to be taking care of things, but he um, at first feels like this isn't something that he should be having to deal with. And then slowly he realizes that he can't stop thinking about her <laughs> and he likes her in more of a, of a romantic way. And um, then Russell's kind of still in the picture, or, picture and he also – Wants to be with Evie. Oh, no, a love triangle. So there's a definite love triangle. And there's some interesting background with Russell and Evie that you find out. Um, kind of a soulmate type situation. Whoa. Anyways, it's it's good. There's a lot of different, um, there are a lot of different angels. There's other types of paranormal creatures. Like uh, they call them the Goncan- the Goncana, but it's like basically vampires, but not vampires uh, okay. it's a similar vampire-esque yeah um i don't so know the series does it continue with different angels and different or is it the same it's the same characters in the okay. story continue okay. so the first book is inescapable the second book is intuition third is indebted incendiary and then the last book is iniquity how many did you just read? Five or six? Five. <laughs> okay. It's five books, yeah. Um, and then her other series that I've read that are really good as well is the Cricket series and then another series called Second Born. And they're, um, they're all very different in their what they're about. But they're all like paranormal, supernatural yes. kind of thing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, – it's not something that I would pick up on my own, but um, – if you know, with your recommendation, yeah, it's just, I would. It's just something. It's they're easy reads. They're easy to get through. They follow the story, and they hold your attention. And you know, I love a series, <laughs> right? Yeah, and she all she has done she so far is, is series. Um, yeah. and they're all paranormal, but they're all set in different places. Like Cricket is set um, more. They're not aliens or anything, but it's um, like different universes outside of Earth gotcha. and, and that type of thing. And then Second Born is more um, like kingdoms and hierarchy and like people here, you know. Fiefdoms. Fiefdoms and all yeah. that type of stuff. Um, so Addie Yoder did, she and I were talking about like what we were reading and she told me about this um alien romance series that she was reading and I needed she was like it's just brain candy and I was like I need brain candy right now so this doesn't sound like something I would typically read but I'm gonna try it out and it was like you know earthlings that ended up on another planet because they were abducted by aliens and these big blue men and all this kind of stuff and I just Addie loves it (laughs) I love that she has that for her to fall back on but I could not do it I read one book and I was like what even is this (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um this what you're talking about obviously sounds very different but I just thought that was funny (laughs) that is funny okay you want to hear about my book yes please so you know that one of my goals for this year is to read more nonfiction. Yes. Um, and the reason is because I used to be 
a news junkie, not in like a doom scrolling kind of way like most people are now, but I just liked to follow politics, world news, whatever. And just, I would just sit there and scroll through Twitter and um, different like email newsletters and just read tons of articles. And I always felt knowledgeable in conversations. Well, I, A, don't have time for that now. And B, um, I only listen to audiobooks. So I was like, how can I get that sense of information back in my life? And I was like, duh, I listen to books all the time. I can listen to nonfiction. Hello. So I have started listening to more nonfiction. And the one that I'm going to tell you about today is called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. So this is actually the first Brene Brown book that I've read. Okay. Um, I have listened to one of her podcast episodes. It was the one about Ted Lasso. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, this was my first foray foray into Brene Brown. But and I haven't even finished this book. That I'm telling you about, but it's that good that you want to talk that about I want to talk to you so about. I it. haven't, I haven't read any of her books. I'm not like this huge Brene Brown <laughs> fan, but I listen to her TED talks and right. like all of her stuff, and I've, I think I've listened to one or two episodes on her podcast, and I just really like her. She whole, just seems like such a cool person. She does, and so she she reads the audiobook. Uh-huh. And I feel like she throws in little Easter eggs for the audiobook readers. Like she says at the beginning. I know I'm an audiobook listener. I love to listen to audiobooks. So I know that you are driving or doing the laundry or working and you are not in a place where you can really, you know, maybe absorb some of this stuff as well. So she'll read sentences and she'll be like, I'm going to read that to you again. And like if it's important and she reads it to you again. And then she'll be like, I'm going to tell you this story. It's not in the book, but I'm going to tell you this story. And I'm like, I feel so special as an audiobook <laughs> listener that she's like giving us extra information. It's just really cool. Um, I do want to buy a physical copy of the book though, mm. just because I want to be able to reference it. And I've heard it's really beautiful with like beautiful illustrations inside oh, of it okay. and stuff like that. So anyway, let me tell you what the book is actually about. I've just been gushing. Um, the full title is Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Connection in the Language of Human Experience. She essentially describes and relates and connects 87 different emotions. Okay. So some of the ones that I can remember, and they're, for some reason, all the ones I can remember are negative, but she does talk about positive emotions too. But like she starts off with anxiety. She talks about schadenfreude. She talks about embarrassment versus humiliation, disappointment. And she kind of takes, she'll talk about this is embarrassment and this is why we feel this way, you know, maybe physiologically, maybe emotionally, whatever. And embarrassment is also is often closely linked to humiliation. But in order for it to be humiliation, this also has to be involved. And like that kind of thing where she relates the different emotions to each other. Um, one of the things I learned that I wanted to share because I thought it was really cool. So schadenfreude is taking pleasure in someone else's failure Mm. (laughs) rude but also like it happens because we're human yeah but I had never heard the term freudenfreud before and I like to say it like in a Germany Swedish kind of way like freudenfreude um (laughs) sorry (laughs) I can't help myself anyway it is taking pleasure in someone else's successes so isn't that so cool yes I love so it would be like 
I just finished this huge conference and it went really well and I'm really excited about it. And you're like, Jamie, that is awesome. I love that you just had this really successful thing, which you and I do to each other all the time. Now we have a name for it. And now we have a name for it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Freudenfreude. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Um, You're you're really good with these uh, accents. (laughs) It is a talent that I have been blessed with. (laughs) Um. But anyway, it's it's really cool to hear Brene Brown talk about it because she's obviously so passionate about this and she has done so much research on it. Mm-hmm. But the information that she shares is just so fascinating. And it makes you think about things and emotions and feelings in a way that like I didn't think about before. Right. And like, oh man, I never really realized that that's why I feel that way. And like one of my takeaways was she talked about you know, our reason for feeling disappointment is unrealistic expectations. And so sometimes we might need to reality check our expectations in order to avoid that disappointment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she'll talk about what's an external thing versus an internal thing. Just, oh, it's, I mean, it's really just so freaking cool. I could honestly talk to you about this for days. Yes. But I could see how we could discuss this. Right. For days. But That's I need awesome. to limit myself because yeah. I'll, I'll just go on forever. But I do, if you're at all into psychology or any of this kind of stuff, I do highly recommend this book. And I especially recommend the audiobook for the easter eggs yes i want to download this and read this right now well you're in luck there is one copy available Mm. from our library on libby right now (laughs) all right that's what i'm doing after this (laughs) but yeah i've just been listening in little doses like on my way to and from the conference every day um and it's it's kind of been perfect that way because i've just been listening to like one or two emotions and then on the way home one or two emotions and just taking it you know in little bite-sized pieces it's really good sounds good yeah um spilling the tea yeah let's spill some tea let's not spill it because i don't want it all over my table Mm but um you're like oh my god what a dumb joke (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was your face just now sorry (laughs) Did I legit? I really did. Okay, I forgot the tin up on the counter, but there wasn't much to it. There wasn't much written on it. This was the February tea of the month from Harney and Sons. (laughs) And (laughs) it's their Valentine's Day blend. Mm -hmm. So it's chocolate black tea. With rose. With rose something. Petal something. (laughs) (laughs) Something about rose. It's chocolate and roses for Valentine's Day. And... I like it as like a fun kind of like specialty. Yeah, I wouldn't. Really, I would not be able to drink it every day. No, definitely not. It's very chocolatey. It is. Yeah, some say chocolate, and it's really not. This it, is very chocolatey. It smells like chocolate. It tastes like chocolate. Like we're drinking hot chocolate tea. <laughs> Essentially, that's what it is. Yeah, um, but not as good as hot chocolate. Well, honestly, I don't really like hot chocolate. I know that's I'm a weird I person, like but so I I think again, if you added cream to this, yeah, again, sorry, I don't have cream. No, for no, no, you. I'm not saying it that way. I'm just saying, telling the yes. listeners, if you get this and you add cream to it, I bet it would be very similar to as close as you can get to a hot chocolate tea without all the calories of hot chocolate. Right? <clears throat> Maybe I don't know how many calories are in this thing. I'm just <laughs> spelling well, that off. Yeah, it's, it's, 
I don't love it, and but I, I don't dislike it. I like it enough to drink this entire cup. I don't need... I don't need it every day. But yeah, it's enjoyable. So what are you reading right now? So I went back, and I'm not very far into it, but I started to read where I left off of Where the Crawdads Sings. Uh. Where the Crawdads Sing um, by Delilah Owens. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. Not for you? I'm still at the beginning. I loved that book. I gave it five stars. I'm going to keep going. I don't know. I think that the narrator's voice is really annoying. Yeah, I can see that. Um, So I was on a Zoom conference call the other day with my film group, and they were talking about (laughs) – I can't remember exactly what they were talking about, but the – the president of the association goes, yeah, and da da da, and you know where the cra- that movie um where the crawfish sings, and I it was so hard for me not to bust out <laughs> laughing because it was filmed here in Louisiana, right. but yeah, I was like, <laughs> and that's why I went back to it. I saw some Reese posted um, a post on her Instagram with images of the actors and in, in Louisiana and just some right. scenes and saying how excited she was for the for it to come out and um, for everyone to see it cuz Daisy Edgar Jones mm-hmm. is have we talked about Kaya. this before? I think yeah, so. we have. So I just thought okay, well, I want to watch it and so I want to read the book before so I know if which is better. Or gotcha. just that I want to know the storyline before I watch the show. Yeah. Um so yeah. I'm giving it a go. And I think it I think it's the voice. I think it's the that can do it. Yeah. So it's just harder for me to listen. I I've been trying to listen to it and I had to keep I have to keep going back. Like I, I didn't listen Your to any of that. Your mind can't concentrate yeah. on it. I don't know if I need to stop and try to get something else that I can absorb a little bit better first and then go back to it again. Definitely don't force it. Yeah. You know, so, um, but what are you reading right now? So I am listening to the second book in the, um, remember how I told you about the Knitting in the City series by Penny Reed? Yes. And she also has the Winston Brothers series. And then there's a spinoff of that with Cletus and Jen. And it's like the cozy mystery right. spinoff. And so I'm reading the second of those. And I think it's called Murder and Espionage or something. But yeah, they're silly and ridiculous and fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to start reading um, the second book in a series as well. And I loved the first book and I'm, I'm probably going to talk about it soon. So um, I won't discuss it, but that's <laughs> okay. also in my, I may just start that. Yeah. And see, see where I go with that one. But um Series are so nice for that reason, especially when you, if you're like, I really like this and there's another book, it's a generally an easy, if you can't, you don't have to learn new characters. You don't have to, I mean, sometimes you do. Cause like if they, if they if, follow different characters, right. Or, but a lot of times with a series, you'll still have familiar characters in yeah. there. Well, the writing style is going to be the same yep. and the feel is going to be generally the same. So yep. yeah, for sure. So I may I may have to just kind of get into that one and and see. Okay, so keeping us sane, <laughs> I know that you and I have had just kind of crazy rough weeks. You with your first week on the new job, and me with the eighty-four hour <laughs> conference and all that. But um, for me, it's just the fact that my biggest conference of the year is over and done, and it was a success, and I can breathe a little bit easier now that's wonderful I think the uh, I think 
what has been keeping me sane this week. It's my first week away from Lucia, first week in a new job. Um, and my mom has just been sending me, you know, pictures throughout the day Aww. and kind of keeping me updated. Miss Ann does the same. My mother-in-law, she'll send me like, she did great. She, you know, slept for this amount of time. She's really happy right now. Um, so I think it's just been keeping me sane of like, I have, I still have those little things coming in every day. Um, even though I miss being with her. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Whenever I'm like, luckily this conference was in Baton Rouge, so I didn't have to travel for it. But whenever I am away, and this is so different, but (laughs) whenever I am away and Teddy stays with my parents, I'm like, can I get Teddy pics, please? Just because it cheers me (laughs) up. It does. It makes you feel good. And and you already know that they're being well taken care of. Yeah. But just to see their little smiling faces or their just whatever, just brightens your day it brightens your day and um kind of i don't want to say because i know teddy but it makes you like i'm doing all of the, these things for her yeah i do what i do for teddy i know I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> oh that's funny um yeah well i actually have to go pick teddy up because he is with his grandparents so <laughs> lucia is with hers and we'll be picking her up soon as well oh gotta go get the kids <laughs> talk to you later all right bye thanks for listening be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today you can find that in your podcast app or on our website inkdrinkerspodcast.com And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers!